awesome nerds, and welcome to another episode of D&D and TV, the weekly podcast where we rewatch and recap shows that we've really enjoyed through the years and talk about how the themes, concepts, and characters could be used in different role-playing games. I am your host, Jeremy, and I am joined and- by my lovely co-host, Nina. <laughs> I jumped the gun there a little bit. Hi, everyone. G'day, g'day. I am Nina. I am your second host. Host, co-host. 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 Yeah. I mean, technically, uh, we're both co-hosts, but I like to just yeah. be like, no, I'm the host. It's my show. My show. <laughs> you are the show owner. I am merely the co-hoster. So Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. But okay. co-host for 10th week running. No, 11th yeah. week running. Wow. Wow. It's been, it's been so long. It feels like mm. it's gone in the flip of an eye. I know, right? Um, yeah. We're nearly at the halfway the point of the season. Oh, wow, we are. Holy schmoly. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, that's the surprising part. Uh, because we mm-hmm. are talking about Star Trek Next Generation, uh, Season 1, Episode 11, The yes. Big Goodbye. <laughs> the Big Goodbye. Uh, Picard's secret LARPing fantasies come to life. Yes, um, which, oh, you know what? Probably- I like that synopsis much better than the one on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> which is... Um, <laughs> Captain Picard and some of his crew are caught in a deadly trap on the holodeck as the result of a shipwide scan from an alien race. Yeah, see, that sounds, but that sounds way more exciting than what actually happens. Which that's is, true. Uh, I, I like that it's slip. some of his crew. It's like, yep. just any in particular or just some. <laughs> like, like some of the main characters of the show and then a random guy called Waylon. <laughs> we'll just throw him in there. Oh, Why? poor Waylon. I don't know. We need someone to almost... I guess he's a red shirt. He's the red shirt of this episode. That's. I mean, we're not spoiling anything, everybody. Just watch the show and you'll... Yeah, you hopefully will have watched the, the show already. If you don't, yeah, uh, if oh. you haven't, pause it, go watch the show now, and then come back and yeah. listen to us. We're not going yeah. anywhere. Good. We're going to still be here. No. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll stay exactly here. We won't even yeah. keep talking. We'll just hold our breath and see... <gasps> okay, you're finished. All right, great. I'm, I'm really glad awesome. that you, you did finished. that because I think, yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. No, but I, um, but I hope they really enjoyed it in that time that you held your breath and they paused and went and listened to it. Or watched it. Yeah, me too. I, um, I, I do find it interesting mm-hmm. that they chose Wayland to be the red shirt because I feel it's one of those things where if you have a um, a red shirt, in this case, an mm-hmm. expendable character who we don't know before and could die, like this was the the next the original series sort of thing that the red shirt would beam down to the planet and get killed to show that the threat was serious, and like Wayland's here because if it's a main character, you know they wouldn't really die. Yeah, like, you would no know stakes. from the start. Yeah. yeah, you would. Yeah, there's no stakes, and it, it limits the stakes tremendously. And so it's it's kind of. But then I don't know. They could have brought someone else back that had at least appeared before. This guy, it's just some yeah. random guy called Waylon who rocks up, and they're like, oh, because like yeah, cool. I invited him because like he knows his um Dick Tracy he's, or Dick. He, he's twentieth. He's a twentieth century historian. Yeah. Okay. So he's a which is bit of a so 20th. useful on this ship. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Just, well, it's our 21st century historian. We need him. We need him now. Why, Captain? We need to analyze why this, uh, I don't know, guy called Trump was the president oh, God. back in. Oh, wait, that's 22nd century? Yeah. We're in the 21st word. century now. <laughs> Let's hope Trump's not a president now? in the 22nd century. Oh, God. That'd be, oh, no, it would be like Trump robotics or something. And then we come back to life. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, we'll never. Cyborg. Him. Oh, God. Um, nope. No, thank you. Cyborg Trump. 
There's a question. What's worse, Trump again or um, an AI taking over the planet and destroying all humanity? Because I feel like they're probably about the same. Yeah, I feel like AI is way better. At least it's different. And you know what? At least it's not like, you know, bigoted, judgmental, you know. um, And it's logical. It is more logical, true. And I feel like they have a better chance to kind of like flatten it all out and get it started from scratch again. Anyway. uh, I realize that talking about politics has probably changed the opinions of 0% of our listenership, but um, it's probably (laughs) safer not to talk about it anyway. I think we've done a really good job at convincing them, though, that AI um, AI ruling the world would probably be better than Trump getting to be president again. Anyway, sorry, let's continue on with (laughs) that. Let's get into the episode uh, because it is. I, I liked it. I feel that from our conversations earlier, uh, you didn't. I did not. No, I just thought it was a bit boring. <laughs> like, okay, okay, okay. Uh, we'll I, I like you know, I like the nerdy concept behind, you know, it essentially being laughed. Like you, you said, Jeremy, I was yep. watching you with my partner and he was like, they're basically just laughing. And I'm like, yep, yep. That's a very accurate description of what is going on. So Picard is just living out his cute little fantasies of being Dick Tracy. And I love all that shit. I love it. But it just seems like a very slow-paced episode, and it kind it really of is. the tension is weird, and like it, it doesn't seem to be going anywhere for about the, like up until like halfway, more than halfway through, and then yeah. like, but interesting stuff and and ideas happen like right at the very end, and aren't really explored, and I'm like, eh, meh, meh. It feels <laughs> like know. a scaffolding episode to me. They had to have a lot of this stuff explained and set up so they can do interesting things with it later. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I think you sh- yeah. they shouldn't have to have a whole episode based around that, but I guess that's how TV was made back in the 80s. Yeah, you kind of have to like flesh stuff out with like, ooh, tension and, and close up shots and like, you know, rambling conversations that don't really need to be included. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I get it, but it wasn't my favorite. Anyway, <laughs> let's go back, in, let's get into the recap because uh, it starts yes. off with something new for us. We get a Riker log. Uh, to start the episode. Right yeah. Uh, which is very different from what we normally get. Normally it's Picard telling us everything, but Riker's all like, hey, um, we're meeting with the insect race called the Harada. Yes. They need to have like a very precise greeting only from the captain. Otherwise they're <laughs> going to avoid contact with us forever. Ooh, not forever. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. That's scary. Yeah. And um, we have Troy coaching Picard in how to, or like the different versions of the language. It's like if the, there's a double Z that's pronounced this way, but if it's a triple Z, it's pronounced this way. Mm. So he, he basically has to make this like really precise statement in their language yeah. to sort of yeah. like to say hello for the good. Yeah, on a, on a good on a good foot or good many feet, I guess, if you're an insect. It's, but yeah, so. it's never explained why. It's like it's very based on protocol. Yeah, yeah, and I guess it's a plot point. It's like okay, he needs to be available to do this thing and do it really precisely and well and, and ace it essentially, like ace the yeah. oral exam, and then you're good. Da-da. Well, see, I already so. um, realized that this is a great way to use an RPGs, particularly that you've got to be there at a certain time, and that just kind of creates that pressure for characters because they start oh, to think, yeah. oh. I, I can't just take a long rest. Oh, I can't, yeah. you know, futz around and futz is probably the right word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> stuff around in doing all these little side quests and like talking to the bartender. It's like, I've got places to be. And that means that they'll maybe make mistakes. They might miss things. They might, they're under pressure. 
Yeah, that'd be cool. Keeping the pressure on, like, yeah. definitely helps with, um, with, uh, yeah, I guess players who can sometimes amble and take long times to sort of decide what they want to do. That'd definitely be a good. I'd, I'd like something like that in, in my campaign if I was yeah. a player. That'd be great. Because yeah. then you're like, okay, fuck, oh my god, the time. Oh, you have to really I've got to be at this thing. Stuff. I've got to be at this thing, and then it's going to be a check, and I'm worried about it, and it's going to be a huge problem if I don't make it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Like that. And there's the other element of it that it's that a lot of people forget about language, specifically in D and D, like mm. because most of the people playing usually all speak the same language. It all just be, kind of becomes a, well, we all speak common. So let's just have them oh, speak common. Or we all can speak common. Yeah. yeah. And, then and we just assume everyone else the, can as well. Yeah. And if you do have the ability to speak another language, you kind of just like, you don't really, or I guess, depending on the campaign and depending on the DM, like you don't have to really perform that, like you kind of, mm. or showcase that in any way. It's sort of like just assumed, oh, okay, well, you can speak to Draconic, Draconic so you know, this character, other NBC is speaking draconic so you can understand him and he said yeah. blah and it's like oh okay cool <laughs> yeah it's like but if you speak draconic for example do you know all of the little protocols do you know the idioms do you know the, the um yes. like that whole thing that data and uh wharf i know they just called him klingon that's rude um <laughs> do they don't really Ooh, get a lot of the human know. mannerisms and like the little things mm. like yankee and snoop it's like well, if you just because you speak goblin doesn't mean you understand like every nuance of goblin culture. Yeah, are there different dialects of goblin? Like, do you is there goblin north and then like goblin south dialect? Like, yeah, that kind of you know and inflections and all that fun stuff. Yeah, interesting. Like so yeah, there's a lot of lot of fun things you can do with, and also having them not be able to understand something is like, well, that's a plot. Well, going back to John Carpenter's thing, the thing like in the original one, if the um the main character spoke Norwegian, the plot would have been a lot shorter. Because they've Yeah. I don't know if anyone remembers. <laughs> Basically they are running towards these these Americans and the Norwegians are shouting, It's not a dog, it's not a dog because it's a monster. That's right. But the Norwegians get they... shot because they think it's they're angry. And it's like, well Yep. Yeah. That would have been Fucking, that would have saved oh a lot God. of time. But then also confusion because you're like, oh my god, oh yeah, you're right. Holy shit, that's awesome. I didn't even pick that up. Man, that's such a good movie though. Yeah. The nineteen eighty four version anyway. Do you know they're making a game? They're making a game based on the nineteen eighty four. Ooh. Yeah, I I have it for the Xbox. No way. It's out already? I thought it was Oh, it came out years ago. Oh, I thought they were making like a new version of it. I hope they're making a new version. That'd be really cool. The original was yeah, quite fun. You had to build like a trust system with other people. So you could rely, like, even if they weren't the thing, you had to um, go, well, you have the flamethrower because I can't carry it through this thing. And hopefully you don't think I'm the thing enough to, to burn me as I turn my back. Wow. 2002. This was a third person shooter survival. <laughs> 2002. Why did I think you were making a new one? Sorry, my bad. That's, Let's that's hope they're random. making a new one. Because as I said, that was really God. fun. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Let, let's get back yes. to it. So because Picard is stressed with this whole thing with the Harada, I'm assuming it's the Harada. I went through like four different spellings of their name and they don't really Harada's matter, so fine. it doesn't, doesn't care. Um, Troy points out that the holodeck has been upgraded and maybe he could relax. He's like, he's earned the relax. He's earned the diversion. <laughs> Picard has to earn his diversion. He has to really, yeah, he does. really be stressed out to fully relax, you know? you know? And he's so stoked. He's like, yeah, Dixon Hill. 
And Tread's like, cool, you seem happy. That's, um, I'm going to leave you to it, do. okay? Yeah. You can go and, off and do that weird thing that you like, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, and he goes down to the holodeck and he loads his Dixon Hill. He's like, San Francisco, 1940. Uh, and walks, like the door opens and it opens into this nice, very um, sound stagey little corridor. And he walks through, yeah. goes into his little office that says Dixon Hill and his secretary's there. And it's like, oh, what's with the bellboy outfit? Well, like, what's with the bellboy outfit, Mr. Dix? Mr. Dix, like, uh, what's like going on there? What's going on over there? She's like being all pert and funny and cute. It's, it's great. I love the I love the acting in this, but Picard is just like cheesing out. He's like loving it. He's like, oh, what? Uh, me? I'm Dix? Oh, my mm-hmm. God. <laughs> and, and I love that idea that they just kind of accept you are Dixon Hill, but you're dressed funny. And I'm not going to worry about that because I have lines to get through. Like I've got my yeah. little scenario <laughs> that I am programmed to to get to the end of. Yeah, and that's all I'm. That's all I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna keep focusing on the main plot point. Yeah, and um, and keep keep spouting my lines. It does. It does very much have that feel to it. But um, but I think like that's that's you know good for what they were expecting. I mean, like Picard seems thrilled. He is thrilled to bits with the like the authenticity of this whole scenario. <laughs> it's very cute. Oh, no, he's loving it. He's absolutely... This is like, this is the best ever. It's my video game version. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's my video game. This is my video game. It's exactly the way I imagined it. Yeah, yeah. He's getting real happy about it. He's got, has he got his own, like, little business card that says, like, Dixon, Dixon... Yeah, there's there's a little business card. Yeah, that's right. Um, So, anyway, in the traditional private eye boiled gumshoe fashion um the secretary leaves and as picard walks into his own office we pan up the stocking legs to whoever the femme fatale is this week yeah <laughs> so i hope i can help you can help me mr hill somebody's trying to kill me because like but like the wolf wolf whistle kind of yeah. like looking at his face but uh, but it's fine because he's on he's off duty, you guys. He's relaxing. He's, he's having relaxing. his own private time, his own private holodeck. I get not really private, but I mean, I mean it is. Yeah, at the it is at the moment. Let's hope. But yeah, he's having a he's having a great time. He's like lady, um, yeah, well, and I she's all. That's our that's our um, intro. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we get her kind open. of like saying some exhibition. <laughs> position sorry about like yeah. i need your help mr dix uh mr hill sorry um and because like Wah. and she's like someone's trying to kill me and he's like Wah. and then we get the cold open and it's like okay cool so this is this is this is today's episode <laughs> yeah i love that after the credits picard has to explain over the log again i'm doing a holodeck simulation where i'm yeah. actually it's like because if he came in after the ad break you're like i what this isn't star trek anymore did i change the channel yeah, you have to you have to remember you exactly. have to be explained, and you have to know that he it's like a childhood hero of his, and then the, yeah, yeah, it's really important to him. And but I love how it's because like he wouldn't have been doing it like this is where it gets annoying with the whole um, yeah. It feels like it's not in the moment, like he's not saying it in the moment. It's like we're reliving like a thing he does, like the dialogue, the the log that he does in the future about what is happening yeah. right now. I don't know. It feels weird. It feels yeah, it feels know. very It's like he paused the holodeck to write down, this is what I'm doing today. It's so awesome. 
Yeah, I'm really enjoying my moment, like right now, this very second. Okay, bye. <laughs> like, Dear diary, today I was yeah. Dear diary, today I was in the holodeck, and I got to, got to look at a sexy lady, and now I'm going to go get my trench coat and go have fun with a sexy lady. Okay, bye. Oh my god, anyway. I don't want to bore you. Yeah. Okay. Two two, and then like he switches off, and then the lady in the background's like, "Who are you talking to?" And he's like, "Shut up." I mean, sorry. I just, Shut up, you. Now we. Continue, continue. What were you saying? You, you're going to be murdered. Oh, my God. I don't know who wants me dead. It could be my husband. It could be my stepdaughter. And um, Picard's all like, maybe a lover. Oh, yes. Yes. He's like, full on to this. It could be someone romantic, maybe. Mm, I don't know. You're pretty nice. Just seems, just seems, yeah. He's living out his cute little Dixon Hill yep. fantasy thing. I love that Dixon Hill's like supposedly like this Humphrey Bogart classic gumshoe type thing but the plot is so basic yeah it's like there's a chick she dies he gets kind of framed for it but then the real killers come and try and kill him and then it's like aha bing bam boom baby easy i feel like for a starship like enterprise like mystery puzzle game it feels a little convoluted and short but that's just my General, I'll tell that to, to the whole deck designers, I guess. No, tell it <laughs> oh. to the writer of Dixon Hill. He was writing about this time. We should like tell him off. Yeah, yeah, true. Fuck you, Dixon Hill. Then again, and the, look, are, the world's but... gone through a lot of stuff. I'm surprised Dixon Hill managed to last that long. Yeah, like through the number I of mean, like wars and apocalypses that Earth apparently went through. Yeah, just a concept that like, oh, there's a thing called a private eye detective and he like is kind of, you know, not with the law. He kind of works on his own and he, you know, does stuff and there's women and automobiles mm. <laughs> that the young ones used to sort of court one another or something. Anyway, that, that oh, comes yeah, that, later. That's he's like discussing the next thing. it all. No, because <laughs> he's trying to, like, he automatically gets into haggling, like, over price, yeah. which is such a D&D thing. Like haggling for prices and getting paid for your work. Such a D and D thing. Like he's like, My prices are twenty dollars a day. And she's like, All right, here's Finn as a a upfront payment. He's like, Cool. I know my I know my twentieth first century Twentieth century money. (laughs) Money. I know. But she's like we don't If it's Cyrus Redblock trying to kill me then I don't have what he's looking for, even if he thinks I do. I'm like, all right, cool, great. That's um, nice. That's whatever. Fun. That I guess that's plot that you need to give to to Dixon Hill. Yeah, I, I guess it is. Yeah, but like I, Picard's like distracted. He's like, no, 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 just, just, just wait, just wait. I'm, I'll be right back. I'm gonna go get changed. Just, just, just wait. And then someone tries to knock on his door to say hi, and he's like, I'm not dressed. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. And then he just yes. leaves. He just leaves. <laughs> Except yeah, we forgot we... that that um the the femme fatale kisses him to seal the deal in a very awkward spot. It's like very we, we awkward see a spot. Close up, we see a close up of it as he's leaving, like he's in he's in the hallway, um, and it's like inside his mouth somehow. It's very weird. It's like on yeah. on his lip, but then like stops halfway, and it kind of looks like it's gone inside his like yeah. upper. Like in his mouth on his upper, it's weird. Um, See, but yeah, I no. Br- I bring that up because so when he leaves, like he gets that knock at the door, and he says, "Oh, I'll just be back." And he calls for this exit, and like the door to the holodeck just opens up in a wall, and mm-hmm. he walks through, and the door closes behind him, and this person's like, "Hello, is anyone here?" Like they still seem to exist, like when yeah. the holodeck program gets I, shut down, like he's so there that now. That was, 
maybe he just maybe he just left but kept it running because he was going to come back. Because yeah, I think maybe... he does say um, save this state. Right, right, right. But like, but is he going back? Yeah, because he does come back. I'm not sure when he comes back. Maybe he comes back because surely other people would be using it. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a public holodeck. Like people. Yeah. I think it means save leave. save my profile. Like next time I come mm. here and load this this version of it, it'll be at this point. Yeah. Okay. Well, then shouldn't it have? Yeah, you're right. Shouldn't it have uh, stopped and um, you know, not kept going because the guy kept walking in and being like, "Hello." Well, he he <laughs> left, but he hadn't um, paused at that stage. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm confused. That's yeah. Look, that's there's a whole happened. bunch of stuff that I have questions about with that, but the biggest one is that there's still lipstick on his face. Yeah, I know. I, 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 this is another water on on a Wesley scenario. I was very confused because remember in like the first yeah. episode when Wesley like gets dumped in the river or like falls in the river, and Data saves him and he comes out soaking wet. Uh, it's weird. I don't understand the holodeck physics because, well, like just just the rules that apply in the holodeck. Like I don't get it. I don't. I don't. What I don't get it. is that the holodeck in the first mm-hmm. episode was pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, but like, it was that was it was just, um, it, was just yeah. it was just it was just an environment like it wasn't yeah. people it wasn't you know. I guess that's what what's so special about it because in the next scene, Picard's just like gushing over. He's he's summoned everyone to the observation lounge, and he's basically it. doing a tell me about your D and D. Yeah, he's done it. He's doing like a neuro- neurotypical like dump on all his friends on like. I am so fascinated by this subject. I'm going to tell you everything you want to know about it. This is my experience. I had so much fun, you guys. So much. Mm-hmm. It's so real. There were like city blocks, you guys. City blocks full of of things of like cars. You know, cars. They're like automobiles. <laughs> and Data's like, what? Well, Data's. <laughs> I think like, Klingon's like, what's an automobile? Klingon. Fucking hell. Why am I calling him <laughs> Klingon today? Um, uh, Worf's like, you- what is an automobile? And Data's like, oh, a automobile is a transportation vehicle, and it was used in teenage mating rituals. Yep. Uh, and and I love the like the, <laughs> the authenticity of like Worf being thoroughly confused and Data like explaining it in the weirdest ways. Like there are status of like male virility and like. Yeah. <laughs> and Picard's like, yeah, and then. It, Wesley is there. Why is Wesley there? Well, I know he's the part of the bridge crew. crew. I know, but why? <laughs> why is he there? Um. Anyway, fucking, it's okay. But like, I, but uh, yeah. Picard just can't stop. Like, won't shut up about it. He's just like, I love that this meeting has just become all about like his I know. excitement over the holiday. Like, so what did you do, today, Captain? Smells. Well, I did this. <laughs> well, I love that there's a little bit of um, Picard Beverly ship as well. I know this is cute. See, this is this why is really I like this episode. These are this is all the like reasons why I like this episode is the interactions between him and Bev because they're cute and they're authentic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Picard's crushing on the holodeck, and then Bev's like, "Oh, come here! You've got like you know lipstick on your cheek." So she tries to like she sit in front of the other bridge crew. She stands up, wipes his cheek, like mm-hmm. has her hands like on either side of his cheeks and like holding it and like. You know, tenderly like wiping it off, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, sorry," and like being cheeky about it. Well, and, he, you know, she's Will's the doctor. She's the only and... one that's allowed to touch him like that. Yeah, but like, is it just because he's the doctor though? I mean, they people would be guessing that, like, you know, oh yeah, a, for sure, something. because they have this long, yeah, this long intimate look, and then Picard's like, "She's like, oh yeah, cool. I'm sure it was fun, sweetie. That's cute." 
And then Picard's like, you, well, why not come with me? And like stares at her, like gives her a good, deep, meaningful gaze. And she like pauses and they have this cute little intimate moment. And then she's like, you know what? Yeah, I'd like that. And he's like, cool. Okay, so like we can do it together and people should come with me and we should all come with. And then he just like walks off. And Well, that's the thing that he's <laughs> like, hey, freak. you can come with me. You'd really enjoy that. Also, let's take that 20th century historian, Waylon from Dan and Engineering. And so she's yeah, like, and her cool. expression is just like, Oh, I see how it is. Oh, oh, this wasn't a day. Okay, okay then, Mister Captain. She, she's crushed, like not crushed, but she's just like, ah, okay, cool, like savage burn. Picard yeah. has not got any game, like not smooth at all. No game, no game whatsoever. Oh no, no. I love that during this we've had a couple of shots of Riker. And of course, he's always got that shit-eating grin that he always has. But there's that yeah. moment where he's like, the people were so real. And Riker's like, people, huh? The ladies, huh? You know, I could. Um... He, it, it wasn't people. He goes, Picard says, when that woman kissed me, it was so real. And then Riker pipes up. And it's like, oh my God, <laughs> yeah. Riker. Riker's like, like huh? huh? He takes full interest. His interest is peaked. Like he is. And it's like this long shot at his face. And he's like, oh, the kissing you say, real you say. I don't have to watch my sexy ladies playing harps anymore. I can actually no, like make out with them. No more, exactly. No more holographic ladies for Will Riker. It's full <laughs> holographic ladies now on, baby. Oh my god! Gonna be touching and kissing and who knows? Oh, but, it's so. But, <laughs> this is the problem. <laughs> this is the start of Will Riker's like masturbation holodeck addiction. Oh no. <laughs> It's not of many things for Riker, but yeah, definitely his fascination with the holodeck and it's holo, holo, holodeck, holodeck. Anyway, I, that was like the oh. one of my notes that I, I wrote because I noticed it so. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, it's great. It's great. Uh, but yeah, who the fuck um, is Waylon? Like, Jesus. Waylon, he's just some guy. He's just some guy, you know? He's just some guy. Some guy. But like, yeah, he's such a red shirt. He is. He is. As soon as he's introduced, it's like, oh, this guy's either going to be super important or super expendable. Yeah, yeah, it's you definitely get that because he only has a couple of lines, like the yeah. whole bit where they're you know in the holodeck, and then one of them is yeah, and we'll get to it. I don't yeah. want to spoil it for you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they 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 were they were actually summoned to the observation land for a different reason, like this was Not like another meeting about the Harada. Yeah, which that should have taken priority, but whatever, that's fine. No. <laughs> Uh, and More it's just kind of to thing. remind everyone how important it is. And Data's like, maybe we should rerun the tape of last time a Federation ship encountered them. It was like, Picard's like, no, no. Why would I want to? You know what? No, let's just not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to do that. And Data's like, like, what? <laughs> yeah. He's talking about it with Geordi afterwards. Yeah. He's sad. He's like, why wouldn't Picard want to listen to the things I want to say? <laughs> why like, shouldn't Picard he want all the information? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Data is hurt and offended, and uh, and Jordy is like, well, you know, I don't know, I can, I don't know, maybe <laughs> we've only ever seen them do things one time, so maybe it's not that important because we we'll probably never see them ever again. It's like if you've uh, seen it then, once, you've seen it. <laughs> how many times do you need to see it? You know what they're gonna do. Yeah, yeah, but like also very, I don't know, unscientific and very un Federation of them all to be like, oh, I've seen it once, you've seen it a thousand times, so fuck it, who needs. <laughs> Who yeah. needs more, right? Am I right, guys? Yeah, don't worry about it. But uh, anyway, Dixon Hill, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Dixon Hill this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all we need to know, guys. So, yeah. The, the, uh, no, sorry. I think I'm that's enough threatening. to get... It's kind of like just to get Data involved with the plot. Yeah. 
Like yeah, he, he gets compared to Sherlock Holmes. And of course, Data's like, ooh, Sherlock Holmes. I know about Sherlock Holmes. So he just speed reads all the Dixon Hill novels. Yeah, his interest is as peaked as Riker's was when they mentioned the kissing on the holodeck. So yeah. Data immediately just like starts downloading all of like the Dixon Hill books and like starts reading them at like crazy speeds. And, um, yeah, because he's a robot, and, like, in case them. you didn't know. Yeah, he, he does the full Keanu Reeves, like Neo, like... I know Dixon Hill. <laughs> I, I know Dixon Hill. <laughs> I know Kung Fu. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. And then we get, and then we get the Picard in the wow, 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 beautiful trench coat. I love this oh, outfit. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's I want that coat. Man, I know. And you know what? I think Picard was just kind of made for fedoras. Something about the, the way he looks in a fedora. Oof, baby. I don't say yeah. that about anyone. Just Picard. I think <laughs> fedoras it's the bald don't head. Get the, it's the bald head because it kind of like just gives him a little something behind and a little sneaky mm. sneak. Like, we know you're bald, but you're mysterious about it. You're hiding it. You're making it different. Um... And it suits him. And I love the trench, too, on the tie. Oof. Uh, very nice. And yeah, I think Patrick meet... Stewart just has a classic face. That it just, very... like, a, fedoras were built for his sort of face. Yeah, he's got a very, like, chiseled features, really. Because it's like, he's yeah. got this beautiful, like, jaw and, like, really, like, you know, deep, like, not deep set eyes. But he's, he's got this, like, this gaze and this, I don't know, it just kind of looks like it would fit in that era. But... Uh, but the, I guess his his very um, regal English accent kind of throws throws the uh, <laughs> like detective sort yeah. of persona off a bit. But it yeah, does a little bit. Was... I love that everyone in the program just kind of accepts that he's speaking in a British accent. It's like, yeah, sure, yeah, why not? All like, what do you know? Insane. And he's like, yes, my good sir. I do not know why we are here, but anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they're just taking it. Uh, but yeah, now we get to meet fucking Waylon, whoever this dude is. Fucking hate this. I, I don't Waylon, hate him. He's a guy. He's just he's a guy. guy. He's dressed dude. up just as some... well. Yep. Picard knows him. He's there. But then, dun dun dun, dun fucking um, Data just crashes. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm coming too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In his pinstripe suit. Wait for me, and uh, and Picard's like, "What? What? What the fuck? What are you doing here, Data?" And he's like, "Oh, I, I uh, know stuff now. I've, <laughs> I know Jason Hill, so um, so I, I get to come along." <laughs> yeah, permission to accompany. And Picard's like, "I guess." All right, <laughs> don't, cool. Don't 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 like damage my my cool style, dude. Like, what, what's the fucking? Jesus, my brain. I'm so tired. What's the? Don't. Crimp my style? Wait. Don't crimp my style, yeah. What do you say to your dad though? When you're like, you don't want like when you're a kid, you don't want your parents to come with you or like, you know, chaperone you or do anything. It's like you don't harsh my buzz? Don't harsh Yeah, sure. Don't harsh my (laughs) buzz, Dad. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's kind of what it feels like. He's just like, look, just just follow my lead. I've been here before. I know what this is like. My and then he almost gets he run over by a car. I'll point out when they go into the um, into the yeah. thing. He's so amazed. He's looking around yeah. this street, and like Wayland has to move him out of the way of a car that's going past. Yeah, yeah. Wayland's there to just move him out of the way of cars. So that's that's one thing Wayland is good for. I'm gonna ask that question though. This is a set. Do you think Patrick Stewart? Like, do you reckon that was planned, or Patrick Stewart just kind of missed his mark? That would be funny. I yeah, I could I could totally see that happening. But also, no, I think it was planned because like okay. he's 
that that did, it it works into the role because they're all having so much fun looking around and that he's just like oh oh cars oh, the automobile that's it. remember I told you about it oh it's too funny uh yeah i think they're just having a good time <laughs> oh. uh, but, but anyway they, they head over and get a paper um he's like oh i seem to not to have any cash on me he's like it's fine dex you can get whatever you want <laughs> yeah this news newsy the guy uh, the newsstand is just like that's fine you owe me dicks don't worry about it and i love that Waylon uh, and data are just like they really think you're dixon hill and like for the poor npcs like you're not doing stealth rolls or anything you're standing right in front of this guy it's the classic again rpg thing we're standing in front of the king talking about how we should kill the king and yep. the npc's just standing there like why I would i not think you're dixon you're <laughs> i can hear you i know what you're saying i'm you know right here saying, like two feet away from you i can hear everything that you're saying but yeah. um but fucking i love how they're nerding out about it too which is like wow they they really think you're dixon because like i know oh i know how great is it oh my god oh my god look at it and he's reading out the ma- the magazine oh like sorry the newspaper the paper like, yeah um the paper and it's like uh baseball uh di magi magio di magio mm-hmm. and data's like um di magio was a blah 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 and then like baseball was the national pastime and then we're fucking oh and then he guy. starts like revealing what's going to happen in the rest of the series like in the in the world series like and then this guy yeah. from the cleveland indians is going to uh, strike a two-game run and they're like cleveland indians what are you talking about pal yeah news is like Get out of town, Buck. Buck. I don't fucking know. Who is this guy? Dix? Who's that guy? He's like, oh, he's um, he's from South guy? America. Yeah. Oh, I can tell by the tan. It's like, <laughs> oh my god, is, is this racist? I can't tell. Uh, I don't know. Look, it's 1950s, so I'm gonna let it slide because I feel like, you know, racism pretty systemic in the in the 50s, pretty around, pretty okay, there. Okay. So uh, I feel like not going to let it slide, um, but I'm just going to say like, I mean, obviously I felt like it was more of a call out like, oh no, we don't think he's from South America because like he's literally like plastic white. Yeah. <laughs> like data is plastic white. <laughs> uh, it's just the uh, fact that they, this feels like there's a, a book, um, The Science of the Discworld, and I think it's the third one or possibly the second one where they're talking about narrative and things like that. And they have to dress in orangutan in uh, 17th century English garb. And they managed to get yeah. away with it by explaining that he's Spanish. <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, oh, yeah, the English would accept that at that point. Yeah, yeah, look, that's fair. I so I'm I'm playing it's kind of similar, but kind of not. I'm I'm playing a campaign at the moment, and we're in hell, but we brought characters over. Our, our DM is awesome, and he brought characters over that we were playing from a game of Good Society into the oh, hell wow. campaign that we were in. <laughs> Sure. Because we didn't have characters that we we swapped. It was a whole thing. We swapped, we swapped planes of existence, and some of the characters didn't. Some of the characters didn't. So like some of the pe- players didn't have characters to play. So it was like, okay, what we're gonna do is this, and we were like, that's amazing. Let's do it. So we're me and my friend were playing good society characters, and like one of them was like a naval ship captain. And he was like looking around, being like, who the like, where are we? Because they were yeah. also like they're also undead and he was like where are we and then <laughs> both of them just agree that like oh we must be in spain <laughs> we must be <laughs> this must be spain darling <laughs> don't worry of about course. it it's fine <laughs> of, of course, course the spaniards <laughs> but like <laughs> oh it's like, wonderful uh, it's so silly but it's so stupid and then like eventually they find out like no of course it's not spain it's fucking hell you dipshits <laughs> and you're undead and they're like what <laughs> anyway um, yeah, I love that idea. Job. Just when you, particularly when you have like not, I don't want to say exotic, but certainly non-traditional um, 
ancestry in a party when like mm. you're in a nation of humans and you've got like an aracocra and a tabaxi and two two tortles and it's like that's your adventuring party yeah and it's like you kind of got to explain why are you guys the ones that we're going to call <laughs> it's like you're not from around here are you yeah, no, but be cool, guys. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so reading in reading the paper, Picard sees that the woman that came to hire him before is dead. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, oh, I should have believed her. <laughs> it's like, why, why would you not believe her? Mm. Yeah, um... she seems kind of like a major like character in the plot of the game. Picard should probably be paying attention. Like, she was like, that's, you know, you're, you know, Dick's <laughs> Hill, you know it. <laughs> You should know that that's probably where the, where the story is going. Anyway. Yeah, so if he knows Dixon Hill so well, he really should like, uh, oh, I remember this one. I know that she's going to die. Yeah. Yeah. I remember this one. This is the one, you know, how the Baskervilles and this happens. And it's like, yeah. yeah, okay, cool. Oh, my God. Agatha Christie holodeck. That would be so much fun. Like proper cool. murder mystery. So yeah. like, that would be great. That would be my Star Trek next gen fun time. Your, your, your holodeck. Um, I think, yeah, this is um, when the the police approach. Like they spotted Dixon Hill and they're like, we need to question you because, you know, we found had, her. Oh, yeah, she died and she, yeah, yeah, she died yeah, she and we found your you. business card. Yeah. yeah. In her pocket. And it's like, bah, bah, bah. and then we get back to the what's going on on the actual Enterprise, which is fuckery with the doors and stuff, I guess. <laughs> Like they're getting probed long distance from these uh, insect people or something. So well, they assume it's the Harada. Yes, yes, because but, they don't. Yeah, yeah. And but then, something, so yeah, getting, something goes wrong. Like the doors shimmy and shake, and then it's like, yeah, oh no, something <laughs> on the bridge where everyone's like, oh, and the camera's like just jumping up and down, and everyone has to pretend that they're being shook around. Mm-hmm. Shaking around, oh, very funny. And then we're like, yeah, the doors opening and closing being weird and. And the Harada call in and are just like, um, hello, we're, we're making contact with you. And Riker's like, um, thank you. Uh, I am the first officer. Like, not the captain. And like, well, you're calling like four hours early. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of jumped the gun a bit. Uh, yeah. I feel that's on them. Like, yeah. Kind of being a bit picky. And they're like, we, we're so offended. Let us speak to the captain. And then like, all right, cool. So I guess we have to get the captain. And so they try and. Yeah, get the captain. Well, they, they plan to. Um, yeah, they plan But to. Beverly's already down to down <gasps> the whole Yes, deck. I forget. I forget. Beverly. Beverly. Ma. Beverly. Mother. Sorry. Mother. Mother. <laughs> mommy. <laughs> sorry. Mommy. Sorry. Mommy. <laughs> sorry. Mommy. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> God damn. She's so, she's like, so she's again dressed up in like 1950s, like peak. Uh, yeah. outfit with the with the hat and the like stockings with the seams and she's like fixing them as she's like about to go on a holiday she's like babe i love it oh she's gone um, all out gone all out she's like yeah well picard's gonna invite me and like you know kind of semi cock block me with invitations from the history guy then fuck i'm gonna look like a babe i'm gonna have a good time damn it yeah <laughs> she's so cute she's like trying to get through the door because the door is fucking up um because it's yeah, Haradian shit, and then she gets through, and she's like stumbling around, like coming through the door, and like wobbling on her like high heels, heels, which makes yeah. total sense. I love little bits like that where she's like, "Oh yeah, obviously not used to walking in high heels." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like gracefully, like catches herself, and she's like comes down these like steps. So fucking good, I love it. I love oh. this actress so much. I love that she's <laughs> just like immediately in the police station because that's where the plot is happening. 
Yeah, that's a cool. I like that. Nice, nice uh, design on on behalf of the holodeck creators. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, we'll just have you thrown in here. Okay, that I mean, this is all for the other players. I'll go for it. Yeah, uh, basically, it's like if she wanted a different one, she'd have to load her own program. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but this is where she she runs into Data and um, Wayland, who are just kind of like staring at stuff on the walls. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, oh, look at this light fixture. It looks so real. And Data's like, he's getting he's getting squeezed by the fuzz or something. He's like, he's really into like the whole lingo. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, but immediately like Beverly is into it. She's like, oh, that sounds awesome. I want to be squeezed by the fuzz. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think no we just... what it means. But she's like, oh, that sounds great. Can we do it too? Why can't we do it right now? And they're like, no, no, no. We ha- you have to wait because there's shit, you know, you got to do. And she's like so put off. It's so cute. She's like, fine, I'm just going to sit down on this seat and next to this other lady and, and try and do the things she does so I look mm-hmm. more in character. <laughs> I'm pretty sad that they say that he's being interrogated. And like Beverly's like, I'm going to go join him. And it's like, you know what interrogation is. I think we've just like been introduced to one of Beverly's kinks. Maybe, maybe. Like she's way too excited about being interrogated by the police. I think it's just like she wants to be in the game. She's like, yeah. it's a game, you guys. I want to be in it. Where is he? Oh, he's getting play. interrogated. Can we get interrogated? Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. it. It's so cute. I fucking, it's adorable. And they're like, no, no, no. You have to come on. It's a game. Just chill the fuck out and wait. And she's like, yeah, we're going to wait her town. Fine. Fine. I'll be interrogated this... later, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Cute. And uh, in the interrogation room, I don't know if is the police officer like smacking Picard around or is he just like yelling in his face? I think he's just yelling in his face. Like I don't think I don't think it looks like they're smacking. I think he's just he's, you know, putting on a good show, good cop, bad cop kind of thing. And yeah. Like Picard doesn't seem put off by it at all. He's like, This is so awesome, you're doing such a good job. I know, he's treating <laughs> the guy like an actor or something. Like, he, he break, keeps breaking the Dixon Hill character to say these things to the NPC, because they're NPCs. Like, I haven't I learned really any of their it. names except one or two, because they are yeah. NPCs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just, uh, yeah, NPC uh, policeman one who is the bad cop, and then, like, yelling in my, like, Picard's face. And Picard's like, oh, very good. This is very good. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> yeah being a fucking nerd about it i love it so much oh he's so uh, bad at relaxing i know he's just so caught up in the moment that he can't stop being like bravo bravo everyone you're doing such an amazing job yeah it's very good oh this holiday automobiles anyway uh, uh, and uh but geordie's geordie's come down to yeah. the holodex as well as well and he's like um i can't find a way in the holodeck's locked oh yeah because they're trying to get the captain out to yeah. do the whole introduction thing yeah and they can't get in um and that's that's what happens for like the next what, yeah. twenty. Well, no, I, I like the way that they find the solution. Like Riker's going to go down and puts Yara in charge, and Wesley's just mm-hmm. like, "I can help, sir. I think I know all about the holodeck." Of course, uh, you can, Wesley. And Riker's just like, "Nah." Yeah. Until Troy goes, um, "His mother's in there." Riker's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah maybe you can help." Yeah, yeah, I guess give him something I, to do. Give yeah. the child a thing to do. Kind <laughs> of. Helpful. It's like he can I, theoretically yeah. help, so why not have him in the in the thing? And just but remind another, people. Yeah. I guess it's just it ends up being another case of Wesley saves the day again. So I'm not really into that. Like I would have I get the idea, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it just kind of 
okay. I Here. I have problems with Wesley's way he saves the day and his reasoning behind it, but it's um that's uh for for later on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's get to that then, because I also yeah. have problems with that. But um. Yeah. So yeah, back so in the interrogation, Picard's like, okay. And they're like, we don't leave anywhere. He's like, well, I probably will leave. Yeah, I probably just I, leave I have, this, this entire I, scenario. I've got things to do. I kind of do need to leave right now, actually. So um, I'm, I'm just going to try and, you know, go. And then and then he, the other guy's like, no, you can't leave. Rawr. And then and then the good cop comes in and he's like, oh, don't worry about him. She you got the, his wife's been domestically abused so he's, she's not having a good that, time oh my god is that what he says <laughs> no no he goes he goes like oh sorry he's having troubles with the wife you know and, and oh. i was like no i don't but okay <laughs> oh my god i missed all of that <laughs> it's it's very it's very dick dick trace dick tracy dick oh, Hill, of whatever. course it is yeah it's yeah. The, the whole 1940s gumshoe thing yeah yeah. Speaking oh. of gum, though, um, yeah. <laughs> Beverly is sitting on the on the bench, just chilling, have a good time copying this lady and her like powdering the nose bit. And this guy behind her is like, "Hey, you look like a cute looking, sweet thing, broad." And she's like, "That is is that a good thing?" And he's like, "Sometimes seems to be." And he hands her a stick of gum, and then Beverly takes the gum, chews it for a second, and then like audibly swallows it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the most awkward way. Oh my <laughs> I god! I love it. That was it's cute. so great. Uh, and then, what happens to the gum when they leave? I know that's another thing I'm confused about. Does it cease to exist? Like, does she feel a little pop in her stomach, and it's like, oh, oh, was that the gum from earlier? I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. I don't yeah, know. I don't it's know. it's so just the way he hits on her as well. It's so 1940s. It's like I can't see those things I'm thinking that are in polite company. It's like, dude. Yeah, she's like, a... okay. <laughs> okay, I don't understand <laughs> what you mean, but I'm take your gum. Yeah, I'm gonna take your gum. I'm gonna swallow this thing you've given me because <laughs> that's what it's meant to for, right? It's like, yep. oh my god, so we, uh, oh my god. But yeah, um, so they, they, I love that. That's just like this random little scene in there. But I like that. This is my favorite kind of parts about this episode. Is these little random encounters with like the act or the characters getting to be silly and have yeah. fun like that's fun but I really it's this it yeah it's this second sub b plot of like oh we need to get the captain out of the holodeck and it's acting up and being silly and let's try and then they keep bouncing back and it's like can we still get no still can't get to him and then like bounce back and then can you get to him now no we can't get to him time seeking you guys time seeking <laughs> <laughs> they're not doing anything about it they're just like no we can't get to him sorry could we try breaking down the holodeck doors no <laughs> no we can't what not just can't not this gonna do feels, it this feels to me <laughs> more like a, a like a rpg session than any of the previous episodes yeah because waffle is just happening just yeah. all of the waffle nothing yeah. is happening and <laughs> but there's a serious situation and they just keep playing with the npcs yeah so they they keep rolling like insight checks as to like can we get this door open some other way? No. <laughs> can we adopt the goblin? Can we adopt the no, you can't. Is there another door? No, there's no back door. <laughs> you can't. You can't. There's no other uh, way. It, it just and it's like, oh, someone approaches you and they give you gum and like a plot point. Yeah, I eat the gum. I swallow it. What do you do? I swallow the gum. <laughs> it's like all the characters in this are just messing with the game master right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very true. And like Picard's whole thing, it's like you're not real, you know. It's like this is an actual. This is just a scenario that we're in. It's like, yeah. dude, 
dude, suspension of disbelief. We're playing a role-playing game. Picard keeps breaking character. Like, I know, he's the every- worst. He's the wor- he'd be the worst person to hang out with on the holodeck. He's just like halfway through a scene and he's just like, you know, this <laughs> this room is really realistic. I love that lamp. Look at that lamp. It's just like, fucking hell, the guy. <laughs> Can you just I would imagine love in the everyday that. world, it's like, he, I really like this bookshelf. It's like, yeah, that's- gr- great. Good for <laughs> you, dude. There's a murder. I would, love it. I would love it if Waylon's actually, you know what? I think, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll explain later, but I would love it if Waylon, <laughs> Waylon was like the one who was getting pissed off and trying to play the game. Yeah. It's like every time Picard breaks character, he's like, fucking, fucking hell, why did I bring this guy? Why did I bring this guy? <laughs> What did I say? Oh. Yes. Why don't I just wait and do it later? I have so much. I only have so many hours of like leave, like mm-hmm. <laughs> to do this. Why did I bring the captain? Fucking hell! And the captain's <laughs> like, like, "You look so real. Look at this woman. She looks so real." Anyway, it's great. I could just but, make uh, out with you right now. Yeah. <laughs> kiss your face. <laughs> uh, uh, but so- they, but there's, there's another cute scene between like Bev and Picard. Like something yeah. happens between. Them. They have a cute little intimacy, and it's great. Like Picard gets out of the interrogation thing, and like finally sees Beverly in all her glory, and uh, mm-hmm. is immediately enraptured. Like, oh my god, he is. Whew. Yeah, like, if you thought he did the wolf whistle when the other woman appeared, it's like, geez, his, his draw is hit the floor. The draw yeah. has hit the floor. He's like, like cartoon birds singing, like yeah. floating around his head, and yeah. Beverly's doing this cute thing with her like her like sunglasses. She's like, woo, woo, woo. Like flipping it down. We get this beautiful little like side profile close up of them. And mm-hmm. she's got like, you know, the oh, she's looking glorious. And he's got like, the veil. You know, like, got the veil. And he says something like, um, yeah, maybe we should uh, go check out my office. And she's like, maybe we should. And then fucking cock blocked by Waylon. <laughs> fucking Waylon. Waylon and Data <laughs> cock blocking forever. No, but Waylon initiates it and Data's like, can I come too? <laughs> and they both deadpan Bevan, like Picard, look at each other and like look at them and they're like, yeah, I guess. Fuck, of all the two characters I want to fuck the most, Jeremy, I want them to fuck so bad. Like, oh my God. And they never, they, they this was the chance. To, they were they going had a to. chance. They were going to destroy that office and they had <laughs> one chance and it happened in season one and we don't get it again until like some random planet where they don't ever, they don't, fu- they don't fuck Jeremy. <laughs> frustrates I, listen, me. I, I don't think you understand how angry <laughs> Nina is right now. Fuming. I am so, oh my God. Fuck Waylon. And we never see him again. And his one purpose was to cockblock Bev from having a great time. So I'm disappointed. <laughs> Poor Beverly. But yeah. Poor Beverly. Frustrated, frustrated, and disappointed oh. for both of them. But yeah, anyway, that happens. So that yeah, happens. they go to the office. They and they don't. Yeah, they go to the office, just... and um, that guy that showed up earlier. Um, oh yeah, who's looking for Picard in the very yeah, beginning? Or looking for Dixon yeah. Hill was is still there. Yeah, just waiting, <laughs> and then they're like, "Not now, guy," and they go into the office for that. Yeah, they go into the office, and he kind of like they like uh, follows him in. And he like, no, 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 no. And he goes, ah, I believe you will listen to me now. And like pulls out the gun. It's like, oh, no, a gun. They're all like, oh, oh, no. Oh, everybody raise your hands up. Yeah, that's real scary, guy. Isn't, isn't this fun? Look at him. He looks so annoyed. <laughs> Ooh, he, he's <laughs> like, so, so feisty. So feisty, this one. Look. And they're like, you know, still thinking, oh, stupid. But, Again, uh, yeah. player characters responding to an NPC with a gun. Yeah. 
Like every <laughs> everything I've had, oh, they're all like, oh yeah, ha, ha, you're a loser. It's like, dude, he's got a knife to your throat. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he could actually hurt you and they're like yeah pff, whatever fuck whatever you i'm like a god <laughs> <laughs> yeah eating this fucking asshole with the knife <laughs> but uh that's basically what they do now is they just blatantly ignore him and start doing their own shit and like, yeah i think picard you know, even says cool. oh i guess we can play a little longer yeah it's yeah like... just to end this scene and and Waylon takes the forefront he's like oh let me and he like uh he i don't know just fucking blatantly says now give me the gun and the guy's like okay and he shoots him yeah <laughs> and then Waylon like falls on the floor and everyone's like oh wow he's doing a really good job Waylon is acting like you know like he got shot and then Waylon's like no i got shot this is real <laughs> i am yeah. bleeding uh I think, and I beverly, beverly actually claps when he hits the ground yeah <laughs> <laughs> which may just be her like that's what you get that's what you get for cock blocking me yeah, I love it. Oh my, I would love it if she just lets him die because it's like, well, I mean, you did cockblock me, so fuck you. You ruined yeah, well, my day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the one reason I came on this, <laughs> this side quest. Um, yeah, immediately then, though, Bev's like, oh my god, what the fuck? Everything hits the floor, and she's like, uh, doctor mode. She like gets a pillow for some reason. That's helpful. And then <laughs> Waylon's bleeding out on the floor. Yeah. Uh, Picard smacks, um, realize, smacks the the henchman around. His name's Felix Leach. Just he looks leech, yeah. Smacks him around real good. Reference before, and there's that moment where he's like, "You struck me." It's like, "Yeah, you shot someone." <laughs> you like, shot a guy. You shot a guy. Sometimes people hit back, uh, and they yeah, are like he runs off, guy. and that's when they like, "We need an exit," and nothing happens. Yeah, because like, oh. gentle listener, unless you have not watched Star Trek before, you don't get hurt on the holodeck. You don't. Yeah. It's not a thing that happens. <laughs> so. Yeah. So this is a new thing where a bleeding out gun wound shot is not something that should have occurred. And yeah, they're trying to call for an exit. So, you know, to open a door to get the fuck out and get into a holodeck. And there isn't one. So confusion all around. Uh, suddenly the situation has become quite real. Um, and yeah. And then and then we go back to the bridge again for no no reason. Still no. can't get through the door. <laughs> I was just like, all right, cool. That reminds us of what's happening on. Um, yeah, there's yep. a lot of th- again. Th- I think you said that the pacing for this is so weird because we do keep it getting these cuts back to the bridge, and then when we come back into the holodeck, Beverly calls for light, and there's like this little bit of a shenanigan with Data and the lamp. Yeah, guys, Waylon's bleeding out on the floor, and you're like yeah. fucking around with his lamp. It's like what the fuck? And it it, it kind of keeps happening. Like they they keep having these discussions with these other characters who end up coming in. And I'm not paying attention at this point. I'm just like, I'm, 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 I've given up on this episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will <laughs> say. I is that Waylon is bleeding a, out on the floor. A gut wound uh, is a very slow way for somebody to die. Very slow and painful. Like, yeah, whole, so, like Waylon is. <laughs> Waylon's in a lot of pain, but he's going to last like a while. But dude, I mean, like he's bleeding out on the floor and they're having full minute, like, five minute long discussions with these other dudes who come in like mr yeah. hill or whatever no not mr hill what's his name uh, the guy who comes in oh, red block uh, i don't know yeah leech returns with uh with miss cyrus red block yeah the the and bad guy yeah he, he's all funny. like dixon you were hired to find something and i want it yeah yeah and, and dixon and because like now is not the time my guy <laughs> i think now real. is the perfect time just <laughs> grab the grab the stiff and put him in the next room. 
And they're like, no, he's not dead. And also, no, stop, don't. <laughs> what is happening? Uh, and yeah, so basically the plot is just continuing to go. And they're like freaking out being like, well, we need to leave because this guy's dying. And he's like wailing, you guys. Uh, I don't even know what this red block guy wants. Like what, what well, happens? That's the thing. It's never explained it. It's just an item. It's the uh, MacGuffin. It's like it doesn't matter what he wants because it's about what he's going to do to get it. Right. right yeah. Right. Uh, and again, the detective NPC arrives, um, the friendly one, and he easily gets disarmed oh, yeah. and smacked around. Yeah, by the bad guys. Yeah. Uh, and then Data steps in. Data! <laughs> I love this. They're like, the fuck are you? <laughs> They're all like, this yeah. is... This is different. He's like, oh, he's from South America. It's like, I ain't never seen anyone from South America looks like that. Yeah, but doesn't he, wait, maybe it's later that he explains. They're like, wait, are you, where are you from again? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. a mechanical, I'm, a, I'm an android. I'm from, an, and they're like, and Picard's like, shut up. And he's like, I'm from South America. <laughs> yeah, but then Picard America? immediately goes, no, no, wait, maybe that's the clue. It starts being like, we're from a world that you could never imagine. We're from a starship. And like all these like outlandish things that are actually the truth. What have we here? He <laughs> looks like a ghost. Yeah. Where do you suppose he's from? Where were you hatched anyway? I was created on a planet, Data. South America. I've been all over the world. I've never seen anything like you. He's not from this world. None of us are. We are from a world we're from a world of fabulous riches. Uh, a world where there are objects far greater than the one you seek. That's ridiculous. You're a private dick. We've met before and you never even mentioned any of this. He's right, Dix. That's pretty weak stuff. I wouldn't even buy that line of guff. I am not Dixon Hill. I just look like Dixon Hill. He speaks the truth, sir. From your point of view, he is only a facsimile, a knockoff, a cheap imitation. Thank you, Mr. Data. Sorry, sir. That did not come out quite the way I intended. Very, very good. But wonderful fiction. Quite entertaining. I admire your skill at trying to obfuscate our sense of reality. Yeah. And I love that the NPCs and just don't believe him. Yeah, they're like flat out like, no, that sounds stupid. No, that's a very cool story, but not not buying it. Not yeah. buying it for a second. Um, because like, no, 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 really. <laughs> this is a great example of those times when a player comes up with like this bizarre explanation and goes, I want to make a persuasion roll. And you're like, yeah, you can roll it. It's not going to matter. Like you are telling things that are so far outside their worldview or things that they would believe that you cannot succeed on this. Yeah, but they eventually do though. They kind of like get to talking and he's like, so what I'm like I'm like something that isn't real and they're like, Yeah, essentially you just like, you know, you don't exist and this man is real and he's bleeding out on the floor and they're like I don't understand the idea like they, they threaten to shoot them at one point and then they don't for some like they're gonna shoot Bev, but then they don't for some reason. I don't understand There's the logic. A thing about purpose. I think they, they shoot yeah. they say like we'll shoot him and it's like that would serve no purpose. It's like, well actually it would serve a purpose. And yeah, I I it would it would serve out. a purpose like because idea. we need we would have proved that yes. it, they can die or something. But yeah. then yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. But then we bounce and back. I, 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 like we bounce back. 
Uh, yeah, he's a cool character. I mean, like he's he's cool. The actor who plays him plays him well. Like plays him authentically. But then, yeah, that it's like all of this stuff is happening at the very end, and it's it's all about what is real and who is real and and we are all together. We are all together in this great circle of life, and uh, it's it's very kind of like like shoved towards the end. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't really understand yeah. the purpose of this. I, I think plot wise, it boils down to. When Picard's like, well, we don't have the item. Red Block's like, well, I'm going to kill the girl. And points the gun yeah. at Beverly. And Picard's like, no, 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 I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. Um, let's just yeah. tell Leech to back off and help save Wayland and we'll give you the thing. And it's like, all right, yeah. cool. So we've managed to, managed to reveal. Talk and our th- way yeah. out of it by not. Sort yeah, of. It's, like mm. stalling them long enough. Uh, and this is where cutting back to the ship is kind of annoying again. And doesn't make sense yeah. because we do get the explanation of what's going to, like, they've kind of found a, a fix. Yeah. And this, this is what I don't get or understand or like, because Wesley's, oh, it's Wesley who finds the fix and yeah. he's telling Riker, okay, so essentially what I can do is turn everything off, but like that might like get rid of everyone. So. Which- do you want to do that? That's not, <laughs> Which I don't understand. I that's don't think that's how the holodeck how it works. works. Yeah. I know. That's what I'm. That's why I'm confused. Like, is that how the holodeck works? Like, does it make the people who go inside it then not real as well? But no. But yes. But no. I don't think that's how it works. I mean, that would make sense to tell the truth. Think. Like they have teleporters and transporters that disassemble your atoms and then reassemble them, and you're like are you a different person when you step out the other side of it um, because of that? So maybe the holodeck works in the same thing. It's like it uploads you into the program by transport technology. But I didn't think that was how it, I I I thought it it just added, I thought it just added things to like it added. Yeah. And that's what made it fun and exciting because it was no, and no, and you know, kind of risk-free because you essentially then don't have to like, you know, be concerned with things like, oh, will I accidentally get shot? No, because it's yeah. all not real. <laughs> uh, so I think they just didn't it. think it through, to tell the truth. Yeah, I feel like this is very much a... That's why I don't like this episode as well, because it doesn't yeah. seem based in... It's not consistent. Yeah, it's not yeah. consistent. Uh, but Wes goes ahead with it anyway, uh, and has to be oh, super yeah. careful. And accidentally sends them from the office into like a snowstorm and then back again. Yeah, yeah, but uh, again, another just just like he he, he um, just another thing that annoys me is that like so Wesley's explaining you know to Riker initially, okay, if we don't do this right, everyone could vanish, and then where Riker's like, do you need more time to study it? Maybe like could you maybe work around it if you had more time? And then Wesley's like, whether we do it now or later, the risk is going to be essentially the same. And then Riker's like, okay, we'll fucking do it. It just seems so stupid. I don't know. I, I, yeah. yeah, it just seems pointless and silly. But yeah, basically he, he throws them into a snowstorm. So yeah. I don't know how that works or how that makes sense because I thought he was literally just going to like, you know, switch it on and off again, restart kind of, you know, know, turn. have you tried turning it on and off again? Maybe <laughs> the snowstorm's sense. a screensaver. Maybe, maybe it's its default is just snowstorm, but like, shouldn't the default be the weird room, gray room with the yellow grid? Like, isn't that the default? I thought that was the default, but then I, I, I think it, it is. No, you need the screensaver on because otherwise everything's going to have those lines on it all the time. Yeah, true. <laughs> but yeah, it fixes it somehow, but like the door yeah. opens, but yeah. like, 
another thing I don't understand is this whole debate of. Oh, sorry, so you, you continue because I don't. I don't this is another okay, thing that yeah, happens it's, later. It's about. so so weird because an exit shows up, and Red Block's yeah. like, "Oh, let's go through there." Um, and Picard says, "No, we'll go through there. This is the the doorway to our world. We'll take Wayland out and get help for him, and then we'll come back with your item." And yes. um, Data's like, "But you won't be able to go through there, Mister Red Block. You are a machine." And he's like, "I don't care about that. I'm going to go through there, and then you other henchmen that's here as well, kill everyone." It's like, "Oh yeah, no." Jesus. So he and um, and Leech go through, and they're just like, this is amazing. We're going to plunder everything. Oh, my God, my legs are disappearing. Ah, why are you going to do this to me? And yeah, yeah, and then that's kind of it. And that kind of happens. Yeah, yeah like, like Data disarms the other thug and, like, smacks him out, and they all start to, to leave, and then we get the, the denouement. Yeah, it's like, but he doesn't. The thing that gets me is that like the the guys who go through they don't immediately disappear like you would no. think you know makes scientific sense about how we've been explained they just sort of they sort of talk for a bit and then they go and it and it seems kind of brutal like they just they go like I can't you can't do this to me um um Cyrus I'm Red Cyrus Redblock I control senators like yeah but it's like a slow death <laughs> yeah it's like, I don't but it know it doesn't seem just, painful it seems more no. like aggravating. Yeah, kind of annoying. Like, oh, yeah. this is not what I was expecting. Okay, fuck. But um, but do they cease to exist at all, like forever, from like the program, like from now on, or is it just like they cease to exist in that, in like session, and then they'll come back later? I think they cease to exist in that session. Like yeah. the memory okay, power cool. just stops operating that program. Yeah. Anyway, that happens, and then yeah. they're like, okay, cool. So I guess Data just picks up Whalen and is just like, okay, I'm out. And then like, yeah. Bev follows and goes to the uh, sick bay, I guess. But like at a very slow, casual pace. Like Bev's just walking in her heels and Data's just walking. It's like it seems maybe a little bit more urgency if someone's bleeding out from the gut. Like should we not maybe pick up the pace slightly? And what happened to the bullet in, in Wayland's gut? Like is it still there or does it also disappear? Di- I think the bullet disappears and that yeah. will make it a lot easier to like to yeah. fix it up because they don't have to remove the bullet first. Yeah, yeah, true. But also confused about the whole kiss on the face thing. Anyway. Yeah, look, there's a, there's a lot of questions. Yeah, and then we get this moment. So Picard stays behind and has this moment with his, you know, best mate, cop man, who was a good, good cop in yep. the interrogation chamber. And they have this moment, and this is what I find really interesting, this concept of, like, Picard is basically telling, you know, so the good cop was in the room the whole time when he saw, yep. you know, red block fuck off and then like go off to his existence and and uh, i mean go out of his existence like when he left the holodeck like when he left he basically disappeared and so like this dude is having a conversation with picard and picard's like okay i have to go and he's like okay i saw what happened so is this the good you know big goodbye am i gonna basically be restarted from a new point when you end well, no, the program? he's like will i cease to exist when you leave yeah and will, yeah, okay. not only that, will my wife and family cease to exist when you leave? Like, did they ever really exist? Yeah, and Picard's basically, I, I feel like Picard lies to him. He's like, no, you'll continue. Um, and, and you'll like, you know, yeah, I mean, you're, you'll still be the same guy um, and we'll still have adventures uh, and stuff. <laughs> yeah. 
and I feel like that's kind of lying. No, well, I mean, like, I Picasso's feel that like, Picasso just doesn't know. know. Yeah, but like, I don't know. It it's it still feels weird. Like, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I feel it's like super jammed on at the end. Like, this is a deep philosophical thing. Like, yeah, and he just goes, "Bye, <laughs> I'm out." Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's then like, like th- there's so much going on there that may like the NPC. I mean, literally, they should cease to exist as soon as the main character leaves the room. Like yeah, the program would they run should... in the background, but they never existed in the first place. They should be like switched off, essentially. Yeah, yeah. and it's kind I, of like I, if, if if they close their eyes, do they cease existing? Yeah, and and I feel like that could have been opened up a lot more for a lot more exploration into, like. Does does the person you've had that whole interaction with then stop and then get restarted, or do they continue and pick up the things that you've sort of the moments you've had with them along the way? Like, do they remember that, or do they continue to do that, or is it just a stop, like a stop restart kind of thing? I don't know. It's it's I, we, it gets discussed a lot better and in more detail later in like different like um, series of Star Trek. So like series like Voyager, where we have yeah. a whole character who is based on being built in the holodeck. Like he is a holodeck character, and he gets to become his own character like later on, and that kind of gets explored more deeply in him, which is essentially the Doctor, um, because they don't have a Doctor. The Doctor gets killed on the ship like in the first like episode or something, so they only have the holodeck. Uh, doctor and they have to kind of use him it's really cool but yeah it, it doesn't really get explored in this at all and it's kind of like no and it ends on a really sad weird way where Picard's like no sorry I don't know anyway bye <laughs> gotta go and it's like this dark room where he just like leaves his holodeck character in anyway. and the lights just go out and it's just like yeah damn that's <laughs> I mean it's the big brutal. I guess it's, it's I guess it's meant to be brutal yeah, but like, why was that not then lingered on more? Like, why wasn't that explored more? I feel like if they had discovered that they ha- couldn't like leave earlier and maybe Waylon didn't die and it wasn't so desperate, they could have been like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I guess maybe we could talk about or linger on the complexity of this a little bit deeper or, or more. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that they. They had a lot of drama to suddenly jam into it and they didn't have time for the philosophy of it. Yeah. Honestly, I couldn't even remember Picard saying, "Mm, sorry, I don't know. I thought Picard said, because I think I had zoned out at this point. And so I thought (laughs) Picard had said, I thought Picard had said, yeah, uh, maybe you'll just stick around. Sorry. Um, Oh, I I think he did say that, but it was more like a false hope from Picard. He's like, maybe you will. I don't really know what happens. So yeah, okay. maybe I thought maybe, it was like, yeah, hope. no, you do. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, see ya. <laughs> I, honestly, so given the way that the world has so far functioned, yes, he will stick around. Yeah, but like, like next time he loads in, apparently that guy's going to remember because that's what happened with everybody else in the story. Like the story continued on without him. Yeah, but do his kids and do his wife even exist if they're not called into play? Like. I don't think like, they do. You know? I don't think they ever did. Yeah, yeah, because they're not really in the world of Dick's Hill in the sense that he doesn't really have contact with him in the story. Yeah. So then this poor guy doesn't really have a family or a wife. I feel that this is one of those things about Star Trek where a lot of the time it feels like they discuss the philosophical implications of the science, but they don't actually. They just introduce the questions. 
Yeah. They don't come to a conclusion. Yeah. And this one is one where you really need to come to the conclusion. Like, just introducing it is not enough. Like, we want a definitive Mm -hmm. answer. And it takes years, like our world years, for them to to kind of explain it and explore it fully. Yeah. But you know what that's good for? Well, what's good for doing that? It's role-playing games. You can (laughs) do it yourself. Do it at home, kids. Try it at home. Yeah. You don't need, you know, the answers to life's fundamental questions like how do we exist, who are we, and what makes life sentient, you know, or real, what makes life real and non-fuckable with. You just, you know, you just, you just come up with those conclusions in the game, guys. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Uh, Speaking so, of yeah. non-fuckable things, um, Picard gets back to the bridge and to speak to with her yeah. rider. In the suit. He's in still the, in, in the, the suit. I love that. That he's like, he's mm. pulled the trench off, but he's still in the suit. And he looks so weird on the bridge. Looks, yeah. Like everyone else in staff uniforms. And he's got like this, this sh- like rumpled suit that's a little one size too big kind of thing. <laughs> and doing, undoing his tie and taking off his hat. Yeah. It's, it's like, this feels weird because how come he gets to wear the regular clothes today and everyone else doesn't? Um, and then he does the greeting in Harada. This is Jean-Luc Picard, captain of the Enterprise. Ah, klaxon, rish, blage, blan, arnik, karnik. Ah, trasula, ras, You have honored us. Your words of greeting. A new day dawns between us. Yeah, he does like, what he was called to do. Oh my yes. god. It's like I have a way of speaking giant when I run role playing games, which is basically just not closing my mouth and saying words exactly the same way as I normally would. Yeah. So it sounds yeah. something like this. Yep. Yeah, that's a very good interpretation of what Picard does in this moment. He just goes, ah, and just says the same things over. And but like I love the way that it's acted because Troy in the background is like, yeah, uh uh-huh. Get that right. Hit the yeah, hit the thing that you were supposed to, hit the click in the yep, okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, you did it. Well done. Good job. I'm more interested in yeah, good boy. I'm more interested in like Troy's expression than like what Picard actually sounds like, even though I'm sure I'm sure um fucking Patrick Stewart had a great time just making shit up on the spot. Like I hope he got to make it, it up. <laughs> Me too. I hope he wasn't told told or told to do anything specific. I, I hope he was just like, yeah, just do some random sounds. That's fine. Just make it sound like you're saying something and trying to say something. And it kind of does, but it's also, yeah. yeah, it's very much giant sounds of gonga ba 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 ba. There's that moment of, oh my gosh, did he get it right? Because this is such a thing that we're having to worry about. And like, yes, we are honored. This will be a long and prosperous friendship. Species we never hear from again. (laughs) Species we never, never hear about ever again. We never hear about Waylon. We never hear about the Hardens or Jahardens or whatever they're called. But fucking. Rodden's whatever everyone is so relieved everyone's like oh my god thank the lord jesus christ that's over okay you done go back to the holodeck i guess if yeah. you want to but who gets well, you? They, 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 how uh, was it captain would you go back again and yeah 
That's right. He's like, yeah, maybe I can see it being useful. And George is like, Data, how was it? He's like, well, the rain was beating down on the city and the bay, and it was. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, he does this little like cute Data thing where he's just like trying to act stuff out, but it's so like, oh, oh, oh this was a fun time, guys, having a fun. And Waylon, meanwhile, is bleeding yeah. out in like the med bay. <laughs> um, it's so trying to pull bullets and shrapnel out of Waylon. Beverly's like fist deep in his guts being like not today not by my <laughs> Beverly crusher and like, <laughs> and like he sees like like the light of like the end like you know he sees the end and like Beverly brings him back and like the clutches of her like anyway I fucking I would love that if we if we immediately clip from like them going ah, ha, 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 oh oh Dave, you're so funny ah, we had such a good time to, to a shot of like Bev covered in blood in her 1950s garb, like, <laughs> or even she's just standing there and she's covered in blood, and you hear this, you're like, we lost him, we lost him, god damn it, god damn it, fade to black, and that's how we end the scene. Anyway, that would have been great. I would have loved <laughs> that, but fun. no, no, we didn't do anyway. it. Given that it's implied Wayland survives, I hope he creates like a support group for um, holodeck accident victims. Yeah, that's what he does. He yeah. doesn't. He doesn't maintain the a title of like twenty first century historian or whatever. He just becomes a holodeck survivor. Yeah, it's like I'm here to offer you counseling. I understand that there was an alien probe and it uh, short circuited your holodeck, yeah. and now you've only got one hand. Um, this has happened. <laughs> I myself took a bullet wound. I was the first. Yeah. Uh, by an, um, an old technology called a gun um, from the 20th yeah. century. I know I've, I study them. I never thought I would be a casualty or almost a casualty of one. Anyway, I am holodeck survivor. I know I know we can get through this together, guys. <laughs> yeah, he just does counts. Oh, fucking, yeah, I love it. I, I, I fully believe that's what happens. Uh, yeah, that's why we never done. see him again. So that is it for the episode. Uh, we do have one thing that we do at the end of every episode of D&D and TV uh-huh. before we uh-huh. move on. Uh, and yep. that is pick a character from the show that we've just watched and talk about how we'd use them as a player character or NPC in a game that we're running. Um, I have, yeah. I have, I think everyone's an NPC in this episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I have a specific one that I'd like to choose because uh, I'm going to go first. I picked Cyrus Redblock. The um, gangster, mobster, oh. some sort of bad dude in the 1940s okay. world of Dixon Hill. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool. cool. I like him most, not because of his actions so much. Like he's a thug. He's a basic thug. But he's my sort of villain with this, that, that veneer of politeness and etiquette. Where yeah. when he wants to look around the office, uh, he asks, could we have a look around? And Data's all like... Why are you asking? He's like, because politeness costs nothing. And yeah, he's got that yeah. pseudo, pseudo-philosophical pseudo outlook on things. Like, the purpose very would charming. be to prove. Yeah, very charming. Maybe not quite charming, but certainly more intelligent you'd expect, but not quite as intelligent as the heroes. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be enough to be a challenge, but not enough to take over and ruin the game. So he was, yeah, yeah designed very well. I, yeah. I agree. So yeah, that that'll be my NPC, and I'd very much just make him an NPC, like a, a minor boss of the party having yeah, okay. to fight at some point. Cool, cool, cool. All right, I I like that. I'm gonna go in a different direction. I'm gonna put the player character uh, down as Waylon, because I love the idea of Waylon like putting up as a or like you as a player character 
having to deal with an NPC captain, Captain Picard, <laughs> like, I, I love the concept of like, you have casually wrote up to the captain, maybe that you're interested in, like, you know, you have a really deep passion for this thing called, you know, Dick Hill. And the captain is like, oh my God, I love Dick Hill. That's my favorite. And you, you, you're like, great, this is an awesome opportunity for me to like, you know, relate to the captain and maybe get on his good side and maybe have, you know, some like cool interactions, maybe with Starfleet later down the line. Anyway, so you agree, you know, he's really excited about this holodeck program. So you like, you agree to go with him. And you're like really excited because you're like secretly a really big fan. So you go on this like trip with him. And then like immediately he's the worst person to play a game with because he's constantly yeah. calling shit out and constantly being like, oh, my God, it's the thing from the thing. And you're like, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of endearing to begin with. But then like by hour two, you're just like sweating and like struggling to keep your temper. <laughs> oh, it'd be the worst he- kind of escort quest. The worst. Oh, my God. Yes, I love it. It's essentially an escort quest because you're basically just trying to, like, escort the captain through this game and you're just trying to get through it. And then, like, you get shot in the gut, but for real, and you're sweating there, bleeding out on the floor, and you have to deal with, like, again, (laughs) the captain Mm -hmm. fucking trying to get shit done, but in the worst way possible. Anyway, I kind of just love that as an idea. But uh, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Wayland it is. I wasn't expecting that puts him to a good purpose. No, me neither. (laughs) Honestly, Jeremy, <laughs> I found a calling for him, and that is for this specific purpose, and played in this specific way, and that is it. <laughs> Beverly might not agree with you, but that's fine. <laughs> Look, Beverly's still there, but like as a you know, the cute NPC that you flirt with, kind of when she's not you know making goo goo eyes at the captain. But yeah, yeah, it's all. Oh. <laughs> I like that he's an NPC that becomes a PC in his own story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's um, the purpose. Well, that's it from us for this week. Uh, Please subscribe and um, listen to us next week when we talk about episode 12, Data Law. Yes. Okay. I remember this being a good episode, but I haven't watched it in a while. So I'm excited. I I remember it being an annoying episode, but a lot of these did to me. So it's hard to tell. It might have been more of a, it's coming off the big goodbye. I'm like, oh, great. Another one. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Either way, we're going to be listening. To, we're going to be watching that next week and talking about it as well. So uh, subscribe yeah. wherever podcasts are found. But you can also leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, uh, which would be Please great do. because it gets us out to more listeners. And we do really yeah. appreciate your listenership. If you've got friends yes, that you think would enjoy it, um, let them know. Tell them. Oh my god! Have you got friends? If you got friends, I would love friends. Could you please tell your friends to, um, yeah, listen to this podcast? Because that would be that would be lovely. And then we could tell them all the fun things that we told you today about yeah. Star Trek and yeah. D&D. Yeah. Yeah, do it. And other RPGs. Because <laughs> there are other yeah. RPGs. I feel that this there one are. would be a particularly interesting one to do in the actual Star Trek Adventures RPG. Yeah, that would be fun for sure. Cause that I'm sure would, there's rules yeah, for yeah. holodecks. I haven't got to that point in the book yet, but I will. At some point. Okay, cool. Uh, there's a few other things. You can write us emails if you've enjoyed the episode, if you've got ideas for future TV shows, if you just want to say mm-hmm. how amazing we are, because we're pretty amazing. Uh, <laughs> you can send an email to dndntvpod at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram, which is at dndntvpod, where we also put lots of little cool screen caps from each of the episodes and usually a funny caption because we're funny that way uh and like we, that. we have quotes from the episode there as well things like the cool brainy boy who does the brain thing the brain things the brainy yeah. boy does the brain things yes That's right, i like course. that <laughs> uh, so, 
So if you'd like to follow us there, that would be great as well. But the main thing is for you to stay safe, have fun, um, take care, be kind to yourselves, and may all your hits be crits. Yes, and don't forget to Wesley crush it. <laughs> <laughs>